Hi everyone, Natsu Myers here again, back with another video. And in this video, this we're going to do something a bit different because, you know, I'm actually setting up a Canadian exempt market dealer. And what really is that and what does that have to do with the other things that I talk about really? Well, like an exempt market dealer is a... essentially is a broker dealer which is a registered a company that is registered with something called a Securities Commission and they are uh, you know basically they they are the authorities that govern you know the types of things that happen when uh, new types of securities quote-unquote securities are issued to the market and I'm not going to uh, you know for those who don't know what a security is uh, if you're watching this video um, you know, then just stop the video and, and just go back to your other things because you have to go and learn if you don't know what a security is. But, you know, this video is essentially showing you the step-by-step -step process in creating an investment bank from scratch. Uh, and an investment bank is really just, it's not really a, a real, honestly, an investment bank is not really a real thing. It is just a term that talks about, you know, uh, firms that are registered with their, their securities commission that are allowed, that basically issue new securities to the public on public markets and on private markets and sell them on private markets. Um, but it, if you were to reverse engineer how to do one, you first need to, uh, you know, register as a securities uh, dealer. And so the way Raises.com does it is as a consultant by partnering with, you know, foreign uh, entities uh, and then they, they're the ones who do that. And we assist them in prepping for that process. Uh, but you know, in, this is all future-looking. But I'm just going to show you, you know, all the steps right here, right on my phone. I'm just going to go right on my phone right now, and show you the overall strategy in a step-by-step -step way in how to actually build one for yourself. And why am I giving away some su such information that is so valuable? Why, why am I actually telling you how to do this and giving this information away? Well, I mean, mainly for three reasons. One, it's pretty hard to do. So most people watching the video who are curious about how to do it, who aren't already doing it. It's, it's extremely hard to do, but it can help you if you don't know how. Two, um, for those who, uh, yeah, mainly most people who, most people won't, won't, follow, the, won't follow it, they, they won't do it. Most people won't do it. And 99% of people will not do it, even though the instructions are right here. And three, um, really it gives more, me just giving instructions, it benefits me uh, you know, because I, there's so many different uh, business models out there that I don't follow the scarcity mindset and sharing information where possible to do so. And so, um, let's go right into it. So yeah, so essentially you see here on my phone, you should see my phone on the screen. Uh, wiggle it so I can sync it at the right time. But yeah, essentially, you know, the North Star is to increase the, basically your goal should be to increase the likelihood of actually getting registered, to do it with speed and to do it with and recognizing that money, just one of our principles at Raises.com is that cash flow is more important than profit. So if you were to invest into the business to get it started, then just do it. So bear in mind that, you know, this is not at the time of this recording of this video, this is not something that is done, it's in the process. But and so don't go around telling people things that aren't true. But uh, the way that we are in Canada, you have securities commissions that are governed by provinces rather than in America it being governed by the SEC, one authority for the entire nation. So because of that, you know, we have 
of, of, we have these securities commissions for province in, in Ontario. Uh, you know, there's the Ontario Securities Commission. And that means that you have to follow the Ontario Securities Commission rules. Um, and then you just register in Ontario and simply put partner. You can register in multiple provinces, but it's easier just to register in Ontario because it's cheaper and faster. And then just partner with broker dealers later on or become one later on because there's an unnecessary amount of compliance overhead and burden that you have to follow if you just register everywhere at once. Uh, because most of the money, honestly, is made through the proper JVs and partnerships. So don't waste your time doing things you don't need to do if you can be lean. And so that's another principle there. So, yeah, keeping it as, keep everything, keep the process as simple as possible. Because as you know, if we go through this process, you're going to see that people try to make it very complicated. And uh, as people try to make it complicated, you know, you want to just simplify, simplify, simplify. And so there's actually a guide to filing a form and there's a guide right there. And can I go there now? Uh, OSC.ca, there, there's a guide right here. But the guide, they actually switched the page, so uh, this would need to be updated. But basically, um, you know, there are things that you fill out, and I'll tell you everything you need to fill out. Uh, number one, and all the requirements you need to have. So number one, a firm registering. Uh, they must enroll into the National Registration Database to get an NRD number. It's the first part of the registration process. And so basically allows you to fill out all your form filings electronically. It's kind of like an Edgar system in America or something like that. And so you register and then there are three enrollment forms that you have to fill out. Um, but before we even get into the nitty gritty, one of the requirements, the quickest way to compliantly uh, register and do this is, you know, if you want to be the principal of, this, of a, an exempt market dealer, uh, generally the, one of the quickest ways is that you, you have to um, take one securities exam, one of the two securities exams that you take. Either one is by uh, IFSC, the exempt market proficiency exam, or you take the Canadian securities exam. So you take that, and after you take that, you have to become a dealing representative in an exempt market dealer for at least one year. Uh, so you do that, and after you do that, uh, while like after you do that, then you also have to take uh, another exam, a more high-level exam, that offers, like the one that I took is the Officers, Directors and Partners exam, OPD, by IFSC. Um, and then, yeah, then after you do that, you get the experience, um, you get exposure to compliance, very important. And you also have to have a case, work with some lawyers to get build a case for you to say that, oh, you know, I worked with compliance while I was at the registered broker-dealer. Then with that, then you should be able to roll here. Um, and so keep that in mind first. But anyway, yeah, you fill in the three forms. Form one is called enrollment of form filler. Form two is enrollment of chief authorized firm representative. Form three is NRD holder. And so, yeah, basically you get your incorporation documents, business registration documents, pay them 500 bucks, a void check, and that's pretty much it. And then these are just forms that you fill out. Uh, are these still, yeah, they're all here. Um, and just because, like, I might as well, I'll send it to all, all, all to you because I'm going to make it easy for everyone to know how to do this. And the Ontario Securities Commission, all the Securities Commissions, people tend to demonize them, but at the end of the day, you know, they're not your enemy. Uh, just, you know, play, by, play the game right, play by the rules, and then uh, you'll be rewarded. So yeah, here's a Form 1, and I'll just skim by it, you just fill in this form, and then Form 2, you just skim by this form, and Form 3, whoops, messed it up, you skim by this form. 
I just cancel, I'm just messing up. And yeah, the reason, you know, do as much as you can before you go to the lawyer, because don't have the lawyer just make you pay 200K or 100K for nothing, because the lawyers are going to give you things that you don't need. Make sure, show, go to, if you want to be smart, do as much as you can, learn as much as you can, and then when you're ready to go, go to a lawyer that you trust or that has been recommended to you by a consultant or something like that. Then you'll be able to actually uh, do this in the most effective way without a lawyer forcing software and stuff on you that you don't even need. So yeah, fill in these three forms, get in the incorporation document. So that's, step, that's part one. Part two, fill in some more forms. <laughs> so you have to fill in 33109F6. And this is to seek the registration. And so this is the link. Um, and you have to follow the registration requirements. And so these are all the things I mentioned. There are more, there are different ways of doing it that are more hard and take longer. And, and there are different ways of doing it. There are different types of exempt market dealers, or sorry, not exempt market dealers. There are different types of firms. And the Ontario Securities Commission got a really nice new website, so I was, I'm unable to see it. But basically you have to, you know, fill in, there, there are different types of, of firms. There's a mutual fund dealer, there's an exempt market dealer, there's an investment dealer, and there's a scholarship plan dealer. And so depending on what your goal is, choose it. Uh, choose whichever one you want to be. Um, the exempt market dealer is probably the biggest bang for your buck compared to the amount of leverage you'll be able to have. So fill that all in and look through all that. And uh, so that's parts two. Um, so I guess, you know, there's several parts that, you know, so this is just my Kanban board. Uh, so one, one other part, part five, I know I'm going out of order, is the business plan, part three. And so the business plan is very important, but keep it minimal. Uh, it should describe the activities, the business model, external service providers, target markets, industries, marketing plan, financial plan, uh, startup costs, sources of revenue, um, and any exemptions if relevant. Um, and so keep it simple, don't get too creative, but have it focused. And some, 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 um, separate your non-registrable activities with your registrable activities and your target market, types of products investors and offered, industries of focus. And I know that my workflow is getting a bit clustered, but you get the point. Your external service providers, uh, your marketing plan, your financial plan, uh, financial scene startup costs, expected sources of revenue, perspectives, exemptions, analysis, competitive advantage, market analysis, marketing strategy, key objectives, com competition, SWOT analysis, business structure, management, ownership, MVO. And uh, sorry, just ignore this at the bottom here. But yeah, like you want to um, give them a business plan. Don't waste too much of your time with things that aren't relevant. Focus on exactly, do exactly what they ask you to do and do it well uh, without getting too creative. And having lawyers looking over this helps a lot because when you start to submit all this stuff to the regulators, there's going to be some back and forth, presumably. And if there are any, they're going to look for red flags as well. And so make sure you work with a lawyer to make sure that it goes really nice and work with a consultant or a lawyer that took a lot of companies, got a lot of companies registered because that increases the chances of you getting registered as quickly as possible. Um, and so another thing is, um, yeah, just bank accounts and, uh, you know, bank accounts, and you just have to wait. And so wait on them, you know, fill in your bank account information. Um, you know, you want to look at the, uh, another form here. Uh, so there's more information here, history and structure, registration history. This form is actually pretty easy to fill out. Um, 
you know, you, if you're in a legal action, na na na, and excess working capital. So excess working capital is pretty important because you have to actually get an, I, I think you have to get what is it, an audit from an accountant that says that you have at least, I believe for an exempt market dealer, around 70,000 Canadian dollars, which is around like at this recording, 55 US dollars sitting in the bank account for working capital. And you have to show that you can keep that working capital um, don't quote me on this just check with your website to confirm it because nothing i'm saying here is legal advice but you know you, what you want to do you want to check to make sure that with all of your activities all the lawyers that you pay and all the business expenses that you have that uh, you can actually stay profitable and you can keep that uh, required capital requirements of about i think about 60k or something like that uh, so you want to do that as well Right, and then you want to fill in. So then you want to fill that in. You want to fill in Schedule B as well in the form. Uh, and what's about this? Well, it's the same. Fill in the form, and it's also saying that you have to have a policies and procedures manual. So this one is another one um, because the policies and procedures manual is a long manual saying how you're going to be compliant. All the processes and procedures that emphasize all the things that you're going to do to be compliant. In other words, making sure that investors don't get sold investments that aren't suitable for them and that you remain compliant and you have all kinds of controls to remain compliant. So because a lot of people would, presumably some people will have huge companies, some people will have small companies and everything in between. Um, you know, these are these can be hundreds of pages, like 100 pages, 200 pages, even for small companies. And, you know, because I was fortunate enough to see how these look like, uh, it saves a lot of time. And, um, you know, I was, I'm aware of how this, these things look like these uh, policies and procedures manuals. And it's really strange because it requires a lot of information, but you just have to just follow the process and not complain. So basically the point is to show that you have policies and procedures that, and you will enact them so that you're compliant. You don't sell investors anything that isn't suitable or you don't break any laws basically. And so there's that, there's the incorporation documents, calculation of, um, of uh, calculation of excess working capital, uh, and then you also have to have a financial institution bond. In other words, insurance. Based on the types of risks that you think you'll be exposed to, you have to get insurance. And, um, you know, error and emission, so there are two types of insurance really. There's, this one is more for the insurance for the, you know, in case, so this, this is not errors and emissions insurance. Errors and emissions insurance is the type of insurance that um, shows that uh, if you say something to an investor and then you omitted something or you say something to somebody and you omitted something about the investment, then uh, you know you aren't liable and then you have a bunch of capital from the insurance that can work against, that can you know protect you from some lawsuits to some extent, presumably. So that's really, the, that's one of the ideas of errors and emissions insurance. And there's another type of insurance that is required by securities law to say that, oh, if you have an employee that comes against you or something like that, uh, then uh, you have some protection against that essentially. Um, and so that's required by securities law, at least in Canada. And you have to get audited financial statements, and so I spoke about this before, and you have to have this to show that uh, you hit the amount of money that you need to have, uh, you know, in order to have a working capital. And then, um, and then for firms of the Com Commodity Futures Act, this may not apply to me, whatever. Uh, I'll just check it out later. So the documents, uh, yes, yeah, so this is more commodity stuff. Essentially, find good lawyers, and so find good lawyers to take care of that. Um, 
And that's essentially it. And you know, the initial registration requirement, so it's actually 50,000, I believe. Um, you pay the registration fees, you submit an application, decide if you want to register in one or more places. Ontario, it's 1,300 bucks. Um, there's a list of fees and then you, you go back and forth with the person and then presumably you get approved. The approval process can take best case scenario three months, worst case scenario forever, middle case scenario about six months. And so the key is you know, to hope for the best, work with people that have gotten a lot of companies registered and um, you, know, you want to look at all this. Uh, and so yeah, that's pretty much, that's a quick look. And something else that will help too is looking at the categories of registration, but unfortunately the, you always see they change their website, so I don't think this will work. And so man, so it's pretty long, but essentially, as I said, you know, you want to make sure that you're compliant. You want to make sure that you, you follow the rules and um, you always want to check to see, check with some people that you trust with uh, and check with people that you trust, some legal counsel as well, uh, because you want to make sure that you're doing things the right way. But with all this, the goal is, you know, when you register to work with people who you trust um, and then partner with American broker dealers using something called the, and this is really special, use something called, consider try to talk to some lawyers, but use something called chaperone broker dealers and discuss with, you know, legal counsel on that. Build relationships with American investment banks and essentially get companies, consult them up so that they're at the point where they're ready to uh, issue new securities and then actually issue the securities and sell it. Or, you know, and, or and, it doesn't have to be one or the other, you know, work with dealing representatives that basically, you know, need a home for, you know, passing deals through a firm, bring them on and then be register them up if they're able to register them up and then have their business underneath yours. While you take some, you know, probably like 15% of all of all the fees or 25% of all the fees while they keep 75%, well, you don't really do that much except make it keep it compliant. So that's pretty much it. And I hope that this sheds some light into how people register. Um, it's not something you do overnight. And if you don't have the experience, just partner with somebody who does. But if you want to control the entire thing, then best to do it the long way as, as I did. But with this, I thank you for watching this video. Uh, I'll see you on the other side. And you know, thank you for watching our journey about where we're going in the whole process uh, as it's a long and lengthy process. Uh, meanwhile, we're working with, you know, we're working with uh, different firms and so on to make sure people compliantly get to where they need to go as well. And so thank you for watching this video and I'll see you in the next one.